Welcome to Joy Sounds, music you need to know, presenting the brightest emerging and breaking artists. This podcast is about who's next and who you will want to follow. And who knows, you might discover your next favorite artist. Here's your host, Chris Sampson. Hello, and thanks so much for listening to Joy Sounds, music you need to know. Today's episode breaks new ground for Joy Sounds as we welcome our first children's music artist, the Latin Grammy Award-winning The Lucky Band. The Lucky Band is made up of the husband and wife team of Lucky Diaz and Alicia Gaddis. Their bilingual children's songs promote learning, happiness, and the importance of family across cultures. We caught up with Lucky Diaz just after the Lucky Band returned from an extensive tour of China, where they found the unlikely common ground that can happen when an American band singing in Spanish performs in Asia. Alicia is also a children's author, and you can find her latest book, She Loves Me All the Same, on Amazon. During today's episode, Lucky performs three songs live from the Joy Sound studio. He performs Pan Dulce, Lines and Dots, and Light Beams. Whether you have kids or not, I think you'll really enjoy this conversation as we talk about the important role of music bringing people together. So, let's open today's episode with Lucky Diaz of the Lucky Band, performing Pan Dulce on Joy Sounds. Es sábado en la mañana y voy a la panatería con mi mamá. Estoy corriendo en mis pijamas porque mi mami me dice escoge que te da la gana. Ay, los sabores, mira los colores. Ay, qué rico, los cochinitos. Dulce, quiero comer todo el pan. Dulce, lo quiero comer. Quiero comer 
And that was Lucky Diaz from the Lucky Band performing Pan Dulce here on Joy Sounds. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Joy Sounds Studio, Lucky Diaz. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that was such a fun song. Oh, thanks. It's just, yeah. it's on our newest album uh, called Buenos Dias, and it's called Pan Dulce, and it's about uh, Mexican sweetbread. So. I love that. <laughs> what I like about your writing is, is that it captures that slice of life, just the joy of something as simple and in the moment as going to get sweetbread. That's it. It's you know, I think for children's work especially, it's all about joy and finding happiness. We don't know that happiness is happening and joy and memories are, right. are being created, but they are. And then you look back and I think a lot of the work that I do is autobiographical in that sense, kind of like you don't really, you know, you don't really know it's a good old days when you're in the days, right. you know? And I think that like, it's an it's a part of me to like, I get the opportunity to, to channel that joy for myself and then also for my own kids and then other people's kids and then being an angelino as i am now either even though i grew up in northern california i consider myself an angelino in a lot of ways and i think that southern california is so obviously full of uh, latino culture and mm -hmm. and chicano culture and i think pan dulce is one of those things is also an opportunity for me to talk about that yeah and so, absolutely because you know if you live in maybe omaha or somewhere else like you may not have that kind of the idea of like oh there's a mexican bakery which only does mexican breads right yeah, and tortillas correct. and stuff right and then and what that even looks like or smells like and the colors and it's just a lot of joy and to arrive at that song did you take yourself back to those days when you just couldn't wait to get that little bit of money so you could go buy that sweet bread or is that something you observe with your own children it's actually both of those things so when i was a kid we'd go and get sweet breads like maybe two or three times a week my mom uh, has a heavy sweet tooth so she always want to get bread and my dad would i would go with my dad my dad was a contractor so i'd be in his truck and be like mm -hmm. oh let's stop at the panaderia we're gonna get some bread so we'd like get bread so it's channeled through that and it's also channeled like living in la and having our own daughter go you know, we'll go for a walk past the panaderia mm -hmm. and then she's looking at all the pan and then you smell it and obviously it's delicious. We go and pick the colors and we, it pulls from both those things, right? For yeah, being sure. a kid. And yeah. then it kind of brings you back. One of the awesome things about having kids is that they make everything new again for you through an unfiltered lens. That is the truth. Right? And so they, they look at a tree like it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. And we look at trees like, man, they're dropping leaves everywhere, right? As adults. And yeah. we forget, like, it's a Picasso that says that, like, we spent, you know, our whole lifetime forgetting how to see things or, you know what I mean? I'm paraphrasing. Something like this, yeah, right? Sure. That's the awesome thing about having kids. They're like, oh, oh, my gosh, what? And then you, they look at, like, a empanada, which is like a pie that has a filling and they have, like, no idea. They bite into it and it's like, oh, my God, there's, a, there's something in it. It's even more delicious. And you're like, you're right. This is amazing. Right? And that's a song. Yeah, and that's a song. So I think, like, for me, in writing children, and sort of opportunity for me to talk about um, happy things, but also reacquainting myself with awesome stuff. Yeah, that absolutely. we forget about. You know, yeah. So. And we should say that you've been recognized for your work in this field, most recently with a Latin Grammy. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff is really cool. And you just never know how it happens or, uh, or why. Or, you know, you work towards making just great stuff. And I think that it's always awesome that someone recognizes it and says it's great, you know, because, you know, you feel personal validation. Yeah, it, sure. Yeah. And so that, especially as a musician, you know, yeah, like, and that's of course. kind of a thing. Like, you know, I think it changes perceptions, I think, about you know, with some people, I'm like, oh, well, you're a musician. It's kind of like, well, what have you done lately? You know, like, <laughs> well, we got a record. It's like, oh, yeah, we heard. You know, it's just kind of like, yeah, so it's cool. But thank you. For yeah, that. no, I understand that you, you would do it anyway. Yeah, of course. You, yeah. Do, you do the music in spite of that. Sure. But at the same time, when it comes, 
that's a beautiful thing and you should be commended on thanks on, yeah on something sure. as significant as a latin grammy that's yeah awesome. it's yeah it's awesome it's like whoa that that's there yeah that's that. there. you know what i mean <laughs> people that come to your house and pick them up and they're like is that is that what i think it is <laughs> i'm like yeah you can pick it up if you want <laughs> like instagram moments for your friends yeah you know? it's like, that's yeah. that's very cool it's pretty awesome yeah. so how did you find yourself in the children's music field that's a, a niche that we haven't had here on joy sounds yet so you're our first i noticed that thanks for having me yeah, here actually because no. i was like whoa they don't have any kids music on it you know i found myself by accident how does what does success in music look like or what your path in music is and i think for me it's always just keep my options open and be mm-hmm. like because at the end of the day i just want to write songs i want to play guitar and write songs this is what i want to do right and so we have an older daughter who's a teenager in high school almost out of high school and at the time her and i you know you know during bath time i'm sitting there watching her and like kind of you know you try to play and engage with your kids in the bath you know like like toys and stuff but to me i'm like oh it's a great opportunity for me to get a guitar and play music songs that I like, right? Buddy Holly, the Beatles, the Beach Boys, playing the songs. I just haven't a radio, but just playing with them and like singing together. And then I was thinking, oh, hey, I want to show my daughter that creating anything is possible, right? So sure. creating songs. Yeah. Well, let's make up songs. And that's how it all started. And now I find myself sitting here in your studio all this time later. Yeah. It's our 11th year. It's my 11th year I officially doing children's music. So I never set out to do children's music, and I obviously right. liked a lot of children's music from, you know, all the early Beatles records, those are all children's music. <laughs> yeah, that's all children's Basically, music. yeah, yeah. No, but I right. obviously love, like, Dan Zanes, and They Might Be Giants, and a lot of other Ella Jenkins. Like, there's a lot of great children's music that, you know, existed at the time, even, but I felt an opportunity just to create original, wacky things, and then channeling children's work that I loved, like Pee Wee's Playhouse or Hanna-Barbera cartoons or any of that kind of stuff. Trying to bring a little bit of that into what I do. All the things I liked when I was a kid, that's what I want to talk about now, right? That's That's what I want for my own kids. And I can definitely hear in your songwriting, you're drawing from a lot of great songwriting traditions. The Laurel Canyon tradition, hearing a little 80s new wave kind of thrown in there, you know, depending on what the song is at any time. You've also gotten good reviews from that because there's some hints in there that also the parents are going to dig this music because it rocks. Thanks, man. I mean, I'm just stealing everything. Thing. I, you know, I'm just, I'm just all theft. Hey, look, it, it's <laughs> it's like, there's this awesome book that I always recommend to my students called Steal Like an Artist. Oh, of course. By yeah. Austin Cleon, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's a great and book, of course. It's beautiful because we're not, not malicious, we're paying homage and we're drawing from these traditions. Yeah, totally. Obviously, I'm stealing motifs and ideas and concepts that have existed for a long time. Sure. And making it into my own thing. And like, I, you know, I draw from all those things. I think that's one of the cool things about children's music is that it's kind of a genre that's kind of open. So you can do like a bluegrass song, you can do like a new wave tune you can do a surf song you do like all kinds of stuff because it all just kind of has to really rely on it being enjoyable for children right yeah, and yeah. having them connect something and i always think of my own work as kind of a introduction to maybe pop sounds right yeah so like when then when they hear things like the beatles or like even contemporary like taylor swift or anything they're like oh they don't know that they're listening to a one minor six four five progression mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. but they did already and then they're like, oh, well, I or this sounds familiar to me, right? Right. And that to me is like, I'm not an educator, but I th- I'm educating by proxy in this fashion, right? No doubt. You know, someone will ask me like, what makes good children's work or what makes the work good? I think if you dig it, like if it's a, you're the artist and you're digging it and you're like, I believe in this, then I 
I I feel it'll resonate with other people. Wouldn't that be the the truth of any style of any music? Genre, yeah, right? any music, right? You know? Anything you're doing, right? Yeah. So if you're doing like indie rock or like country or whatever, like if it resonates with you, like in a really positive, in a real intrinsic, organic way, I think it. I know that you'll find an audience. You know, I think authenticity always reigns supreme. So you know, my daughter, I'll work on something, and then my daughter will be like, Nah, I can. See. She's like, Not really do it. I'm like, Well, okay, we're moving on. My wife, you know, who, you got you got a three and a half year old. Yeah, she's song like, crafter. She, there. Yeah, I'm like, What do you think? She's like, I don't think that's good. And you're like, oh, you're right. It wasn't very good at all. Because they're not all gems, you know. You put on your, your recorder and you're like, no, 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 no. And, yeah, it's not and that's good. songwriting right there, right? It's oh, like, yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah. Songwriting's amazing. I mean, I always remember I took a songwriting course uh, with Peter Case, who's an incredible songwriter. Yeah. I'm sure you're well yeah, aware yeah. of. And so in the course, I think we had talked about children's music briefly, or he had talked about it. This is before I even did children's music, but he was like, yeah, we're going to do, we're going to make gibberish songs. This is what we're going to do for the next like hour or whatever it was. And we're, everyone's like, kind of looking at each other like gibberish songs. And it's kind of, and I can't really do Peter Case how Peter Case does it. Peter Case. But you know, he's like, yeah, man. I mean, if you see that they dig it, then it's di- you're digging, you know? And you're like, and he was right because you're just making up gibberish. It didn't matter what you were saying, but. As also part of the sort of space you found yourself in, having your songs and your artistry expressed bilingual is also, I think, really cool. And I'm just kind of wondering, does that present some unique opportunities or some unique challenges for you? I think it creates both. I, I definitely more opportunities and challenges. I'm Mexican-American. Parents are Mexican. They're, they're immigrants. I'm a first-generation American. My parents are American citizens. I'm an American citizen. I was born here. I'm different than my parents, though. My parents are Mexican, and I'm Mexican. But I'm a Chicano. I'm a what they call a pocho, which is like pochoism or pocho. Basically, the root of it is called about is is the idea of displacement, right? Or mm. not, or being from a place that you're not really being from. So you know, growing up, I always had a real mixed culture, right? So like, I went to church, and all Spanish speakers, or like, you know, we spoke English and Spanish in the house, and you have code switching, which is when you take English and Spanish. The genesis of the the Spanish children's work was we were visiting my parents who now live in San Antonio. And Ella, our other daughter, who was much younger at the time. And my mom said, oh, why don't you ha- sing any Spanish songs for Ella? Because she really is having a um, a real desire to get in touch with her culture. And mm-hmm. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, you know, that's true, mom. I, I guess I didn't think about it. And yeah, you know, I have to get on that. I should. And she's like, you really should. So it was the start of like, like I love the sound of, of speaking Spanish. I love Mexican culture. But I also love Chicano culture. I love lowriders. I love... Mm-hmm. You know, the oldies, mm-hmm. which is yeah, funny because yeah. when I was growing up, it's like the oldies. It's like, well, all like so many Chicanos listen to oldies. It's like oldies are rancheras. <laughs> and so like putting all that stuff together was an opportunity for me to like do something so original. And now I fell, I fell into something that is so unique and I'm so appreciative for it because yeah. it's so special. It is and it's something that I hold really special to my heart as a songwriter. I'm like, whoa, I'm making something that's really, really, really specific. It's re- really unique. There's not that many people yep. doing this particular kind of thing, right? Yep. I think my recordings have a very Californian vibe. That's true. You know, and that's I think- true. And that's something that I really, there's something about the sound, and I know you being a Southern Californian, you drive down the street and you feel the sunshine on like a Saturday morning or a Tuesday, any kind of morning, and you kind of hear like, you know, you hear the rancheras kind of pump in, but then you kind of hear like, you hear the sounds of the city, right? That's for sure. Yeah. And they're so Californian. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, like, I do. And that's, I, do. I feel like our records have a little bit of that. Like this next song that I'm going to ask you to play because it's such a contrast from Pan Dulce. Um, sure. And that's uh, Lines and Dots. 
it is a unique vantage point because now you're encouraging perception and having to break that down so a child can understand it. Right. I have to commend you on this. Thanks. This was this was you know taking a I think a, a really complex concept and kind of breaking it down to its very elemental level. Thanks. It really good means job. a lot. Thank you so much. I that song was written when I was um, I was really pretty ill and um, I had I couldn't leave my house for like three or four months. I couldn't. Oh no. Yeah, it was really bad. And so I remember. I couldn't write, and I mean, I was writing, but I was very weak at the time, and because um, I'm a type one diabetic, and I was just kind of going through mm-hmm. um, a period of like it was really scary. But I remember that I I left the first opportunity. I I was able to walk one block. I was able to walk down the block and then back to our house, and and I remember looking at the power lines, and I was thinking how profound that all this information travels through these lines yeah, and we're all communicating through these lines and they're running all, you know, something. And I was also looking at my own daughter being like, do you even know how profound that this information is traveling so quickly above us? And then also looking at everything and it's very rudimentary kind of the lowest common denominators I always talk about, like the lowest common denominators, like, well, these are all lines and dots. We're all, I don't know. And it's in shapes and like connect, everyone talks about connect, connecting the dots. And it's kind of like, you know, I think for me in the in healing, I think that was like really important. So with that, let's get you to play it let's if that's it. okay. All right. So this is Lucky Diaz from the Lucky Band playing lines and dots on Joy Sounds. Open my door. A world made of shapes, colors, galore or what I see. Intersecting lines Staring back at me Connect, connect, connect the dots Draw a line from X to Y Connect, connect, connect the dots Looking at pictures is nothing but lines and dots Lines and dots Lines and dots Lines and dots A parallel lines On either side of the road Brings information to and fro It seems to me Intersecting lines Connecting all our lives Connect, connect, connect the dots Draw a line from X to Y Connect, connect Connect the dots Looking at pictures is nothing but lines and dots Lines and dots Lines and dots Lines and dots Different faces Just like mine Made up of circles Squiggly lines The more I look The more I see Intersecting lines Making up our lives Connect, connect, connect the dots Draw a line from X to Y Connect, connect, connect the dots Looking at pictures is nothing but lines and dots Lines and dots Lines and dots Lines and dots 
looking at pictures is nothing but lines and looking at pictures is nothing but lines and looking at pictures is nothing but lines and dots. And that was Lines and Dots, performed by Lucky Diaz of the Lucky Band. Today's conversation is a great reminder of how music can bring so many cultures and perspectives together. I think new music and giving new artists opportunities to succeed is absolutely critical in this day and age. If you agree, I hope you consider supporting Joy Sounds with a small monthly subscription. All you have to do is visit patreon.com slash joysoundsmusic. Once again, that's patreon.com slash joysoundsmusic and subscribe at whatever level is best for you. Your contribution goes directly towards the expenses of putting on Joy Sounds, so you'll be helping to keep Joy Sounds going far into the future. I really appreciate your support, and thanks so much for listening. Let's get back to our conversation with Lucky Diaz of the Lucky Band. We should mention that yes. your wife is um, part of this band, part she of the is. partnership. Yep. Uh, and uh, you just got back from a pretty extraordinary tour in China. I got to imagine at minimum was a learning experience and at maximum <laughs> was a major adventure. So uh, where, what was your takeaway or have you even had time to reflect on it? We got an email from the promoters there saying, hey, you want to come to China? Like we saw your video, Pinata Attack on <laughs> YouTube. And we love this song. By the way, everybody should check out the video for Pinata yeah. Attack. That's, that's, a, <laughs> right. that's, a, that's a statement right there. Thanks. So they heard this and they were like, we think that your children's music is great and come to China to come on tour. And it's actually, our, it was our ninth tour in Asia. And it's uh, the takeaways, it's like the best and the worst, right? So it's all these, it's all these things, right? <laughs> yeah, it's right. amazing. So, but yeah, we're our little jet lag still. I think we're, you know, I know we're a little fatigued. We're out for a month and which is an, tr- an incredible amount of time. Like we've definitely been out longer, but you know, when you're trying to navigate a space where you don't speak, I don't speak Chinese. And I mean, I speak very little Chinese and Alicia uh, speaks way more Chinese and she's really great with people. And I think being a songwriter, I'm, I'm not very good with people. <laughs> so like, no, uh, we have a great time, but we travel as a family and they're banned and pretty awesome. And we get to play these songs and they were playing like in stadiums oh because there's gosh. so many people in China, like billions of people. Right. And so you go to a small town, like, Oh, this is a small town. There's only like 7 million people here. <laughs> You're like, what? And you're like, and it is a small town there. It's like 7 million people. But we'll go to Shanghai, and we just came from Beijing, and, you know, we'll play to like 20,000 people, you know? And that's also, as a musician or as a songwriter, you're communicating to such a, a large amount of people. Yeah. And then you also get, like, I guess I'm also grateful for the experience of being able to play in that kind of space, right? Because we don't all get to, as musicians, you know, start right. in school, and you're like, oh, I want to play in a stadium. And, like, that alone is, like, a real experience and, like, something I can definitely check off my list of things that I've done. But it's also such a very unique thing. And you also oh, have yeah. to learn how to do that. You just can't. I mean, you go out there, and you're like, holy smokes, man, this is big. Yeah, you know, I was intrigued when I found out that you were going to China because I was just trying to wrap my head around, okay, so we've got these elements of Spanish and English children's music in china so weird right and i'm just kind of wondering how that gets perceived and how that how that lands with this particular audience well we didn't know and (laughs) alicia is much better explaining it but so we have a song like pinata attack and then but in china nobody knows what a pinata is (laughs) right that's what i was wondering they don't have no idea they have no idea and so like (laughs) alicia's talking about like a pinata and there and there's a translation on this like jumbotron thing like in the back and it's just like hit ball full of candy (laughs) You know, hit ball or something, whatever it was. And it's probably so confusing. And then the song's like, whack, 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 whack. You're just talking about whacking. 
and you know the kids you know we tell the kids put your hands in the air we're just like whack and that intrinsic movement of just hitting things and making silly sounds really moves and that universal idea of just being silly and just creating a space where people can just kids especially can just be themselves yeah and dance so and that's that, it that's really what lands right so the universal language of being silly yeah it is no it is i yeah. mean that's the thing just kind of just being and i think that's the challenge in in china is to to remind the kids that they have the permission just to do that. I think being wacky is an Americanism in a lot of ways. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about being, about Americana, right? Mm -hmm. Kitsch and just being wacky. Like, right, wow, right. It's almost celebrated. Ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous, right? Like, <laughs> you know, you think about like a Cadillac with big fins or a Stratocaster that comes in a weird, you know, think about that. Like a Stratocaster guitar at the time when it came out, like, whoa, man, that's like space age. That's weird and wacky, right? <laughs> It's own, something that can only be created in America. And I think we get an opportunity to be ambassadors of kind of Americana in a weird way, too. Yeah. And, and, you know, like last time we were there, we actually met with um, some diplomats of the American consulate. And they were like, yeah, thank you for coming and just showing that America is not just what people think is America. Like the, what you're doing here oh. is so American in, a, in so many great ways that having fun is also American, right? That's interesting. So yeah, you are showcasing a side of America that I, I, perhaps we just take for granted. We do, because yeah. I didn't think about this. And yeah. I was like, yeah, man, this is, yeah, thanks for showing that Americans are funny and just whack. And Alicia is tremendous on stage and just like... You know, she's got this big red dress on. It's like a whole thing. And so it's like the the just the art of just ridiculousness. Yeah. And just yeah. being like, we're just being ridiculous. Like, yeah. all of this is ridiculous. Think about it. Like, we're singing about songs about piñatas or, bandur, you know, like sweet bread donuts or tacos. And like, you know, it's just like wacky. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's a beautiful part of being American, right? Yeah. I'm so proud about, like, it's so American, you know? Especially in these, in a very polarizing day and age, you know? Our right. job is to bring smiles. That's really our job. We try for our messaging to be positive and enriching for children and families and uh, talk about the emotional part of being a child and just, and what that, those emotion, that emotional range is, right? Being right. sad and pensive, but happy and all joyful and all these things. But at the end of the day, like, we want to just try to bring smiles to kids everywhere, whether yes. it's in Mexico or China or Japan or anywhere. Like, that's our job. It's interesting to sort of also consider your music and the goals of your music, bring smiles to families and kids, as you mentioned, in the context of these particular times. And I'm just wondering, do you feel like your music now has even a more important role when we're seeing things like families being separated and mm -hmm. divided? Is there is there a role for your music to actually be part of the dialogue? It is. That's a great question and something I feel really passionate about. Um, we have a song called Palatero Man. And for people, for your listeners who don't know what a palatero is, it's the he's a Mexican ice cream man, bender. Mm -hmm. He pushes a cart. I'm sure you maybe have seen one on your street, like yep. kind of walking by, trying to get to another park or something. Yep. And they're generally, they're always immigrants. They're some, they could be undocumented. Many times they are. And so I have a song uh, called Palatero Man that I wrote that we perform. And my co-writers are Andrew and Polly, who are other great children's artists and they're on it as well and so but the song you know it's about paletas but it's not really just about ice cream it's about the universal idea like about kindness but we can all get behind ice cream right everybody That's can get behind sure. that we don't have to talk about family separation or immigrants rights or deportation or ice or any of these things i think for me like how can i get to happy town well well there's lots of roads to happy town but can we just all get to a point where we can all agree that ice cream is delicious, right? Yes. And we can all agree that we should be kind to each other. 
So that's at least a starting place. That's a place to start. It's not the end place. And it's, you know, I know it's idealistic to think about it that way. But if we can just see that here is a person who's gone through who knows what, right? Try, selling ice cream for like pennies yeah. and trying to make a better way for themselves. So, well, we can just support that idea, right? Just about being like, I want to buy an ice cream. My kid loves ice cream. You love ice cream. And then it's sunny outside and we're having ice cream together. At least there's a sense of community in a weird way. So we don't have to right. talk about like, where are you from? Where are you going? And also the dialogue becomes like, hey, we're all people. We can all agree we want the best for our kids. Yeah. Everybody. I've been to so many places and I know that everyone wants the best for their children. That's that's like a universal idea. So to me, a song like Paletano Man isn't really just about paletas. It's about universal kindness and acceptance and the beauty of culture, right? Yes. I got this great message on Facebook once and it was like, my family and I went to Walt Disney World and Walt Disney World, for people who haven't been there, there's this lake of the world and uh, I think they call it something like that, but around the world. And then there's this lake and then all around the lake, there's like all like there's a little Mexico, a little Germany, right, a little right, Japan. Right. I don't yeah, know if you've you can, seen. Oh yeah, I've yeah, been there and you can yeah. kind of eat and drink your yeah, way around the world. you eat and drink your way yeah. around it, yeah. right? And somebody said from, again, Ohio, I don't know where they were. They said they had never had a paleta. They didn't even know. And they saw a sign in an icebox and it says paletas. And they had them and they took photos with them and they were so thrilled to just be having them. And they didn't know what they were until they heard yeah. the song. Yeah. And just that idea alone becomes something that we can, if we all have a commonality, right? Being like, I, oh, I know what that is. Yes. You know, it's like, oh, what's about that? Oh, he's a person that sells ice cream. And he's like, oh, 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 I know what that is. And yeah. they're delicious. And oh, cool. And at least something we can talk about that, right? And at least it gets us closer to a place than where we were before, which is not being like, what is this foreign thing? What are these yeah. foreign... Again, that's not the primary focus is not just activism, but I think as an artist, you're an artist, I'm an artist, making art is I'm trying to leave this place better than I found it. And I'm trying mm -hmm. to leave a legacy for my own kids. That's really my motivation for creating work now is that like, I want my kids and their kids to be like, hey, like, you know, that was really cool what our family did. And that was like, that was something that was positive, right? Absolutely. You know some of your songs are in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Some of your songs are in English. Some of your songs are a bit in both. And I'm just wondering, what is your creative decision process to decide, okay, that's going to be a Spanish song or a song in Spanish? Sure. It's like more project-based, I guess. So it's like if I have to come up with a Spanish, a predominantly Spanish record like or project, I'll, I'll go down that road. And oh, okay. And being okay. like, okay, hey, well, I got to write some Spanish songs. Or sometimes like the song itself, the instrumentation will kind of dictate it. Or even like a subject matter like... You know, I have like loads of moleskin journals where I'm like always writing like, oh, that's a great thing about, you know, we went to K-Town and we were at a park and there was um, ballet folklorio, you know, just like Mexican ballet dancers. And I was like, oh, I write that down in my notebook. Like I uh -huh. should, I should work that into a song and I wouldn't necessarily put that into a subject matter about like, you know, whatever else I was writing, you know, like maybe in a more English based kind of idea. Yeah, got it. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where it all kind of stems from. Or my cousin the other day was like, he, he had wrote like, get pasa calabasa. I was like, hey, what's going on, pumpkin? But like, I was like, oh, that's a really <laughs> funny phrase. Get pasa calabasa. And so I'll say that sometimes. And I'm thinking, oh, I should write a song around that because it's- That's just, very musical. It is, right. Because yeah, it, It's got a certain sound to it. Exactly, it? Yeah. right. The cadence is like, it has like something. It's like a phrase. It's like, oh yeah, the, the, it's a musical phrase. And I know I can make something out of that. And, you know, if you talk about like a taco song, well, I'm just kind of like- you know, Taco Tuesdays. Who doesn't love tacos? Again, that's, a, that's like, the same thing as ice cream. I just cream. eat all the time. I just write songs <laughs> about eating it. Alicia loves a joke that it's like, you just write songs about food. And I'm like, but food's the other thing. It's also so 
awesome, right? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Music absolutely. and food. Yeah. Know, like, yeah, coffee, but yeah. And, cool. and also it's it's awesome to kids too. I mean, that's, the, again, that's like an incredible that. connector. Yeah. Right, exactly. And again, I think I, I always think about a universal appeal for children and, and adults and and what, what that looks like. Again, I think ever, if you're singing about tacos, like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, why are you thinking about tacos? But why not? Like, it's, and Alicia's an incredible who helps me and, you know, has co-written songs with, with me and also is a huge producer. And even like in my own process of writing and being like, oh, I'm like really down on this. And, you know, I'll go through about like, I'm like really just, I don't think anything I do is any good, which is more often than not. But then she'll be like, look, well, this is a great song and this is not that good. Mm. Like, and this is like, she's a great editor, you know, and be like, hey, like, Focus your focus your efforts here. This is really something That's cool. That's such a like, gift to have that feedback. Yeah, she's amazing, mm-hmm. and she, you know, she's an incredible creator in her own right and a writer. But she's also gives like she's like, well, what's what's the story? Like this narrative arc doesn't really work. Like you just and and then sometimes in songwriting it's kind of like, well, it's not about anything. You can capture an emotion, of course, exactly. Right. And then, then it doesn't have to necessarily have that narrative, that traditional storyline. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I find myself now as a songwriter breaking more rules than I did when I first started writing songs because mm. I felt like, well, I got to have you know A B and C. I got to have or A B A B A or I got to have a bridge or I got. Like, but then you also have to break all the rules you learn That's exactly right in, in order to get to that place. But you also have to really know the rules before you start really messing them up. You there know, you go. it's kind of like I I'll never forget. I had a song I was really proud about, and I sent it to a guy that I also respect, and he's like, oh, there's there's no bridge. And I'm, and, and I was like, what well, the song's still, and I had a, I was like, oh, he's right. There's no bridge. But then it's like, but does this song really need a bridge? <laughs> that's the question. I mean, does it move the song forward? Does it yeah. really, and that's something to discuss about like, you know, but then after a while, it's like, no, it doesn't need a bridge. And making that and, and owning it, I think is important as a songwriter in songwriting. And like, the songwriting police will not come. I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm sh- I'm sure. Yeah. I, I, for a while, I guess I thought they would. Lucky Diaz, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thanks, man. man. I really would just want to hang out here in your studio all day and just hang Let's out. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Consider it an open invitation. Yeah, man. we got to get your resonators out. Yeah, and like, yeah. yeah, yeah no, let's, sure. Before I let you go, would you mind playing us another song? Oh, no. It's, yeah, it'd be okay. great. Yeah, thank you. Cool. What song do you want to play for it's us? It's called Light Beams, and it's about how time moves on really quickly. I wrote it for not only my girls, but I wrote it really, it was inspired by Alicia and her dad and their relationship. And her dad is this like awesome, like very, but, but very stoic guy. And I think that Sometimes, you know, people have a hard time communicating to each other what, Mm -hmm. like, emotions Mm -hmm. are or whatever and how much people care. But it's about a father and child relationship and how, you know, life moves quickly. So get on, you know, hold tightly now. Well said. To wrap up this episode of Joy Sounds, this is Lucky Diaz performing Light Beams. When you're young You are daddy's little girl And your room Feels like outer space You're a star Traveling on from place to place Years go
you're young And you think you know it all And the world Bows to your command You may be queen But you're still a little girl to me Years go by like shooting light streams gleam The years go by like shooting lights beam And we're old And we look back on the past We'll believe In its destiny Cause you and I Have faith enough to realize The years go and follow Joy Sounds wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at Joy Sounds Music. Are you an artist who would like to be on the show? Visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know.